Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is David Krantz. He is a certified epigenetic coach specializing in nutritional genomics and the endocannabinoid system. Nutrigenomics is the study of how our genes are influenced and the way our body responds to processing food, herbs, nutrients, and other substances. Cannabis is no exception to this, of course. I'm really excited to have you join us today. Thank you for being here with us, David. Hey, thanks for having me, Audrey. It's a pleasure to talk to you. So I'd like to kind of hop right in and find out what is epigenetics and kind of how did you get involved in epigenetics as well? Sure. It's a great question. So uh, epigenetics is the study of how genetic expression changes over time and in response to the environment. So, you know, when I went to high school, I was taught that DNA codes for proteins, which codes for your traits, you know, your hair color, your eye color, uh, maybe certain predispositions towards diseases, that type of thing. And for a long time, scientists thought that that was the end of it. And it was kind of a one-in, one-out thing where your genes determine everything about you. And in the past 20 years, 30 years or so, they've, they've found that there's this other system in there that kind of controls whether those genes get turned on or off, kind of like a dimmer switch. And all different types of things can affect that. Uh, some things are, are natural, like hair, hair turning gray is an epigenetic process that's kind of built in over time. Um, and you can also have epigenetic changes in response to things like stress or, what, or food that you eat. Um, and they can also be passed down from parent to child. So uh, really depending on what uh, you know, your parents did and what their parents did, uh, whether they were leading a healthy lifestyle, we now know that can really radically impact your genes and your genetic expression now. And uh, as far as how I got into this, um, I ended up having to kind of biohack and figure out a lot of my own health issues. And I ended up uh, studying with and mentoring with Dr. Dan Stickler, who's, um, if you've heard of the supplement Qualia, it's a nootropic uh, supplement. He's the medical director for them, and he's kind of developed this uh, approach that uh, really bridges the gap between um, medical practitioners and the clinical experience and the amazing research that's been done on epigenetics um, because we're kind of at a point now where um, we're able to start applying this information. I mean, he's kind of leading the field, and I've been very fortunate to get to work with him and, um, you know, be trained by him. So uh, it's a combination of me being in the right place at the right time to learn from a master of this and also being uh, someone who really had to figure out and apply this information myself first and then, uh, you know, feel like I could help other people with the, the same thing. Well, I love that you are a product of the product. I think that speaks volumes. And I really appreciated the way that you explained epigenetics to our listeners. I wanted to ask, why is food only a part of the equation of epigenetics? A whole system approach to healthy includes food, but it's also looking at the epigenetics that impact 
of the other lifestyle factors as well. Can you elaborate on how one navigates this for themselves? Sure. So like I mentioned, um, epigenetics can be influenced by a whole bunch of different factors and, and food's one of them. But when you look at other things like sleep and light exposure, you know, if you spend all your time inside and you're not getting natural sunlight, that's known to impact epigenetic expression in a negative way. But on the other hand, if you're, uh, you know, getting natural sunlight and you're, um, you know, eat, even even something like going hiking and, and being in the forest, they've shown that to, to have epigenetic effects. So you look at the you know really all of these stimulus, all of these stimuli that you come in contact with on a daily basis, things like toxins, uh, your relationships and stress, all of those things impact. Uh, the, all those things can impact the same genes and the same pathways. And so you, if you think about how. We have so many different inputs into the human system. Just because those inputs are different doesn't mean that the outputs are going to be different. So they all can affect similar things. And so when I look at health, I think about it in a whole systems approach and really look at how many different layers can positively affect to kind of maximize the response that you might get and really optimize that genetic expression. Well, that is quite a way of looking at daily life and how it is affecting tomorrow. Why does our environment matter just as much as our genes as we're inundated with toxins? I mean, they're everywhere. You can't get away from them at this point. How can we make a difference for ourselves? Well, when you look at what the environment is uh, and the way that our body is tuned to really respond to it. I mean, it's an incredible system. Our body is dynamic. It's changing all the time. And, you know, we have evolved over time to be able to make these, you know, biochemical changes in, in response to the environment. Like if you're being chased by a bear in the woods, your body is going to produce a bunch of cortisol and stress hormones that, and adrenaline that are going to make you run as fast as you possibly can, right? That bear is an environmental influence. Uh, now, you can take that and apply it to to toxins as well. You know, if we're constantly being inundated with toxins uh, from a number of different sources, uh, everything from, you know, plastics to um, pharmaceuticals that are being dumped in the water supply that we don't necessarily need. Um, if we're coming in contact with that, our body is going to make similar changes over time to adapt to that. And when, you know, on, on one hand, it's great that our body can respond and adapt to it, uh, but sometimes that system gets overloaded. So when I'm looking at you know all the ways that we can affect health positively, I'm thinking about two things. I'm thinking, how can we add more things that make us stronger, and how can we remove the things that make us weaker? And then when you kind of break it down to those two things, it, it comes pretty simple. So when we're talking about the environment, you know, you and I and all of your listeners, uh, really the goal if we want to be healthy, vibrant, resilient beings is to, uh, you know, really optimize what those things are that are going to impact us uh, positively and take away the negative things like toxins. I think that many of us don't even think about or realize that our environment and even our parents and grandparents' lifestyles, stress, nutrition, this is all impacting us today. How can we set up our future, our children, for their success. Since we're living in this world that we can't really get away from, what can we do to help our children have that success in the future? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a question that a lot of people are asking themselves right now. I mean, right now the um, the statistics about uh, harmful chemicals that are being found in babies when they're born because mothers are carrying those toxins and passing them on to their children is uh, you know, it's pretty astounding when you look at the data now versus, you know, 50 years ago. So really the way to set your children up for success is to work on your own body and your own detoxification and your own nutrition and really get that dialed in, you know, during the period before you have a child. And actually one of the things that's really interesting is uh, the process of selecting what egg is going to be uh, used in the in uh, in females? What egg is actually selected is an epigenetic process where um, there are certain epigenetic marks that get passed along through that egg, and actually they now know through sperm as well that reflect what's going on in the environment. So if you're stressed out all the time, you're going to select and put certain marks on the egg that's going to try and give your child an adaptive advantage for that super stressful environment. Um, and, you know, that may not be the best thing to bring someone into the world that has a really heightened stress response. Uh, so working on things like lowering your stress levels and really doing everything that you can uh, as a parent or someone that wants to be a parent um, is, is really the way to set your children up for success. You know, it, it's, it's, it's not a selfish act to really optimize your health because you're doing that for the next generation as well. Well, I think that those are all really great ways of, you know, looking at what we're doing today and being able to make changes in our everyday lifestyle to give our children a healthier advantage in the future. How can the carcid- how can the circadian epigenetics impact health and how can we leverage sleep, meal timing, and light exposure to lose weight, build muscle, and optimize our individual health? That is a really great question. And that's been an area of research in the past, I mean, really pretty recently that we're only beginning to understand about timing. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, has become very apparent is that all of the cycles in our body are rhythmic, right? Like we go to sleep, we wake up, and all of these uh, biochemical processes that happen in our body have to be synchronized with each other in order to work properly. If you're sending your body the wrong signals at the wrong time, it kind of gets confused. And so there's these genes called circadian genes, like you mentioned, that kind of control uh, what time of day certain hormones get expressed or certain neurotransmitters. And uh, you, you, it's kind of simple to imagine when you think about just sleeping and waking. Uh, melatonin is a sleep hormone, and our body, under ideal circumstances, starts to produce it around uh, 9 to 10 at night when you would naturally, uh, when the sun would go down, and we would naturally be getting. Uh, you know, low light signals or almost no light at night. That's kind of the signal we use, our body uses to start turning on the sleep hormones. And then in the morning, we get a spike of cortisol to wake us up. And that is, uh, you know, under ideal circumstances, if uh, if you're getting good light exposure and you're getting uh, good sleep and you're using uh, meal timing to kind of reinforce those things, you want to be eating during the day and not at night. 
um, it really helps re- really take the, the whole system to the next level and make sure things are functioning uh, optimally. So you really want to pay attention to the timing and the rhythm of all of the habits and, and things that you do. Um, it's kind of one of the hidden uh, keys to health, I think. Well, as a background in health coaching, I absolutely believe in nutrient timing, macro balancing, getting yourself in the sunlight, getting yourself active. Even if it is a wintry environment, there are still those UVA and UVB rays that your body does need to stay in pattern and working healthily. I love that that's something that you're teaching the people that you're working with as well. We do need to take a short break, but when we come back, we will continue our discussion with David Krantz. More when High and Healthy returns in a few moments. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High on Healthy after this short rest break. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Friday night, August 25th, CannabisRadio.com and the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo invite you aboard the hottest party of the summer. Burn like a baller and party like a player at high tide. An exclusive VIP experience aboard a luxurious $40 million mega yacht sailing along the intercoastal and all points in between. High Tide is destined to be the can't-miss nighttime networking event for anyone active in the cannabis space. Don't miss the boat. Tickets are going fast. RSVP now at usccexpo.com and search for Mega Yacht Party. That's usccexpo.com and search for Mega Yacht Party. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is David Krantz. He is a certified epigenetic coach specializing in nutritional genomics and the endocannabinoid system. I wanted to remind everyone that we were just talking about circadian rhythm and how our body's epigenetic code is actually affected by the rhythm of the planetary alignment and our sun. Now, I wanted to switch gears and pick your brain about the endocannabinoid system. Why do certain people respond to cannabis differently? And why do some people seem to find it to be balancing for them while others get paranoid and anxious? So everyone's body is slightly different. And you know, it's really easy to make that as a generalization. I think everyone kind of gets that. Um, but what has been amazing about the genetic revolution, you know, we mapped the human genome for the first time in the early 2000s, is it's given us a way to really quantify that and look at those differences from person to person. And 
there are certain differences in genes that are related to the endocannabinoid system that can kind of help us understand and predict why certain people respond to cannabis differently. Um, and the reasons why that some people find to be balancing while others get paranoid uh, is, is that people have different levels of endocannabinoids in their system to begin with just because of the way that their body produces them. Uh, for example, there's a gene called FAAH that uh, is, produces an enzyme that breaks down the body's main endocannabinoid, anandamide. And people that produce more FAAH have naturally less levels of anandamide. And those are the people that seem to do really well with cannabis. They have lower levels of their own endocannabinoids to begin with. So when they add more in, it kind of balances them out. And that's kind of the working theory right now. There's some other factors as well, but that seems to be kind of the main one. Um, and then for people that have the other variant of this gene, they have higher levels of anandamide naturally because they have less of the chemical that breaks it down. And so they actually show on um, subjective reporting in studies, they actually show that cannabis makes them feel worse. So uh, you look at at that and, and kind of look at, well, what are the levels initially of their own endocannabinoids and how is cannabis going to add, you know, too much into that system or is it going to really take it back up to a level that's optimal for that person? Well, I love the fact that you're looking at the whole body and how it's working with the cannabinoids, um, specifically THC and anandamide, and how they interact with each other and how individuals that have a higher level of anandamide can have adverse side effects to a high level of THC. I also wanted to ask, what are some of the metabolic and genetic reasons why CBD supplementation sizes are so varied from person to person? Yeah, I think that's one of the, the big frontiers of research right now. And um, it, it's, it's somewhat similar to what I just described with FAH, although um, it's, a, it's, like, it's a different pathway. Um, and there is still a lot of work to be done here, but the, the working theory right now is there's a pathway in the liver that breaks down CBD. It metabolizes CBD. Uh, the main one there is called CYP3A4, um, if your listeners are a little more scientifically oriented, it's uh, um, they might recognize the cytochrome P450 system. Those are the, the enzymes that break down toxins and hormones, and uh, they, they're kind of the uh, molecular transformation machinery of the body. And the uh, this the enzyme 3 uh, 3A4 breaks down CBD, and we know that some people have a higher or, or lower efficiency of that enzyme. People have certain genetic variants that might change the shape of that enzyme or change the amount of the enzyme that they're able to produce in response to CBD. And so when you look at studies that where they administer CBD to uh, a number of people and then measure their blood levels, uh, you know, 30 minutes or an hour later, there can be up to an eight to 10 times difference in how much CBD is actually in that person's blood. So that's one of the factors, you know, when, you know, people are working with uh, dosing to keep in mind, it really is massively varied. And um, as more research comes out, we'll begin to be able to predict some of the factors that influence uh, uh, how much CBD someone might need. And I'm working right now on, on developing some testing that will help with that. 
Well, that's very exciting because I know um, with what I'm doing and my clients, they are all utilizing CBD. And it's so interesting to see each individual needing a different level of support for their functionality. I also wanted to go into what are the genetic variants that are known to influence the response to cannabis? I know that some people utilize a high level of THC and have short-term memory issues or perceived subject effects and likelihood for a negative acute psychotropic or psychotic reaction. How much THC actually stays in the bloodstream and how much THC metabolite is stored in the body after smoking? I know these have all been studied, so maybe you can share some more with us. Yeah, okay, I'll try and address all of those points here. Um, so as far as short-term memory goes, there's a couple different variants that are related to that. Um, there's some in the cannabinoid 1 receptor gene itself, which is found mostly in the brain. It's mostly responsive to THC. Uh, but the big one there is a gene called COMP. Um, that's an enzyme that's responsible for breaking down dopamine, primarily in the brain. And people with one variant of this gene seem to actually be protected against memory loss, short-term memory loss when they smoke cannabis. And people with the other variant, uh, can they show up to about a 40% reduction in their active working memory uh, after they smoke cannabis. So that's a pretty huge difference, uh, 40% on testing. Um, and there's a there's a couple other variants that influence perceived subjective effects. There's this one called ATK1, where they were giving people a, uh, a battery of tests to kind of determine um, how paranoid or how psychedelic the effects were for pe- for people, how intense they were, and uh, yeah, in, that, in terms of that variant, people have different responses. Some people per- have a, a more calm reaction. Some people have a more psychotropic type reaction. And you can kind of predict that with that gene. Um, and there's a, another gene similar to the, the one I just talked about with CBD um, that's called CYP2C9. And that one actually affects how your body breaks down THC. Uh, it affects how much THC stays in your bloodstream, uh, how much of it gets transformed into kind of the inactive um, metabolite or um, kind of different version of it that isn't psychoactive. But some people uh, actually don't break down THC very well. And so those are the people that are very, very um, sensitive to edibles and they require a much lower dose than people that break it down well. So you can learn a whole lot about the dynamics of your endocannabinoid system. And like I mentioned, I'm, I'm developing a test to really be able to, um, you know, look at this and determine it for yourself. And if any of your listeners are interested in trying this test, uh, they can get in contact with me and I have, uh, I have the capacity to look at all of these factors and help people uh, determine what, uh, what some of these things would be like for them and uh, give them a little bit more of an objective, uh, uh, objective uh, reading of how their body responds to these things. And, um, you know, if they might need higher or lower doses of THC and, and all that. Well, that's really exciting that there are people out there like yourself who are helping individuals find out exactly what their body needs to function optimally. We do need to take another quick break. More with David Krantz when High and Healthy returns in just a minute. 
awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High on Healthy after this short rest break. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Retail sales of medical and recreational cannabis in the United States are expected to hit 8 to $10 billion. Are you ready to invest in the fastest growing business sector in America? Then you have to check out the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. Open to the public. This two-day conference will focus a wide range of sectors, including health care, law, politics, sports, and numerous investment opportunities for entrepreneurs and startups. Hundreds of exhibitors will showcase their products and services to medical patients, caregivers, mainstream consumers, and business-to-business professionals. Join us as we merge business, education, and entertainment with thousands of attendees at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, October 4th to the 6th. For more information, go to usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. The 2018 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is just days away. August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Don't miss out on a jam-packed weekend of education, speed networking, powerful keynotes, plus our can't-miss networking mega-yacht event, High Tide. You still have time to join us in Miami August 24th through the 26th for the 2018 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Don't miss out. Log on to usccexpo.com and register now. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on cannabisradio.com. Welcome back to High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is David Krantz, a certified Aperian epigenetic coach specializing in nutritional genetics, the endocannabinoid system, and cognitive health. His background is in music and audio engineering, but after biohacking his way out of some unusual and undiagnosable medical issues, he shifted his focus to helping others achieve optimal health too. Using genetics as a guide to help clients understand their unique nutritional and lifestyle needs, he began to apply the same approach to cannabis. He now researches and lectures on how genetic variations can affect an individual's response to cannabis and has made his mission to translate the often difficult to understand research into plain English. He sees clients both remotely and in person in Asheville, North Carolina, and is passionate about helping people harness their untapped creative potential. You can also learn more about his work at david-krantz.com. And we were just discussing 
how THC is metabolized and stored in the body and how he has tests to help individuals like our listeners understand exactly what they need in a cannabinoid therapy to help their body function the way that they would like it to. Now, I wanted to switch gears and talk about nutrigenomics and nutrigenetics. How your genes influence your nutritional requirements and metabolism. Can you explain that for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you probably had the experience, or I'm sure your listeners have had the experience, of having a friend or family member try a new diet and having it work really well for that person and then them becoming a huge advocate for that approach you know they you know uh go out and tell their friends like hey this is this is the best diet ever it worked for me and then you or you know someone else might try it and it and it doesn't really work um and you know the reason for that is we really do have all of these individual genetic variations that change the way we respond to certain foods on an individual level and just because something works really well for one person doesn't mean it's going to work well for, for someone else. You know, I mean, there's certain things that are kind of general, like, you know, pretty much everyone should avoid fried food. But then uh, and when you start talking about fats, some people respond great to saturated fats. And, and some people, you know, it drives inflammation and really can be a problem. So that's what some of the genetic testing that I do can help people understand. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about exactly how that works. Um, but I, I want to give you an example of a gene called uh, BCO1. Um, and, and this is a gene that uh, codes for an enzyme that converts beta carotene, which is uh, a form of vitamin A. It's found in orange vegetables and carrots and sweet potatoes and uh, pretty much all plant foods that contain vitamin A. Um, into it converts it into a form called retinol that is the active form of vitamin A that our body actually is able to use and work with and, and do all the things that vitamin A does for your body. And this gene kind of controls your ability to convert it from beta carotene into retinol. And some people have uh, very low ability to convert that, uh, that nutrient into the form our body can really use. And so you know, someone who's on a, on a vegan diet really would want to know if they need to get vitamin A from, uh, you know, from animal sources, uh, if they have, if they're a low converter of that. So that's the type of, of information that I work with. And, you know, that's just one gene, um, and one pathway. There's thousands and thousands of different, uh, you know, things that affect this. And so, you know, that's one of, the, one of the big approaches that I take is really looking at how all of these things affect each other and how do you kind of take into the network effect and how all these genes are interacting with each other. And uh, it, it gets very complex, but it, it's very, very helpful when you're able to really tap into your own personal individualized um, way of, uh, of eating and, and moving through the world. It, it really sets you up for success, sets you up to have more energy, improved mood, and, you know, really can help eliminate any issues that people are working with when they are putting things in their body that their body wants. Well, I think that that is a really great understanding and explanation. I hope that our listeners are able to absorb that and move forward with working with their diet and learning from someone like yourself or someone locally for them as well. I wanted to go into what is an 
SNP, and how can we use them to understand our metabolism and health predispositions to move toward optimal health? Sure. Well, so uh, SNP or SNP, it stands for a single nucleotide polymorphism. Uh, it's a big fancy word to really d describe the single code, single letter differences in our DNA code from person to person. So depending on uh, what your, what genetics your parents had, you know, you get one, uh, you get one allele from your, from your mom, one allele from your dad, and an allele is just um, a piece of your DNA. You have two of them. And so they combine and uh, these polymorphisms, these SNPs are places in the code that differ from person to person. And so that might create you having blue eyes it might create me having brown eyes, but it also affects almost every single biochemical process in the body. And it affects the way that we metabolize food. It affects the way we respond to stress. It affects the way we respond uh, to toxins like we talked about earlier uh, and our ability to detoxify them. And so if you understand you know, maybe I have a certain SNP in a pathway that makes it harder for me to detoxify mercury, uh, then I'm going to want to do things, uh, take certain herbs or uh, avoid certain, um, you know, contaminated sources of mercury, you know, be really careful around broken uh, light bulbs, that kind of thing. Um, you know, you want to just by knowing that about yourself allows you to make changes to compensate for that or take advantage of the really excellent, uh, you know, positive SNPs because there's all, you know, there's SNPs that are protective and, uh, and health promoting as well. So sometimes by looking at, you know, your SNPs, you, you get ideas for how you can really take advantage of the, uh, the awesome set of genes that you already have. So, you know, it's about uh, understanding where you can support yourself and how to take advantage of what you got going for you. And how would one end up finding out about their SNPs? Or is this something that you provide? Uh, yes, I do genetic testing and uh, I do analysis of people's genes and I coach people on how to best take advantage of that information and implement it and move towards optimal health and really whatever someone's goal is, I work to help them get there. So why would you and your partner or friends and family might need different balances of nutrients? I know that we've kind of discussed this in a roundabout way, but how would a household actually approach modifying meals for each individual, especially with the people that you're eating around regularly? I'm a mother. I have two small children, my husband. So we're a busy crew, but how do we make sure that everybody's getting the things that they need? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question, and that's actually something that I've been learning to do with my wife at home. You know, as we, you know, I, I cook most of the food at home, so uh, I've been learning to modify our meals because we have very different uh, nutritional needs. I do much better with, with saturated fat. She does much better uh, with both saturated fat. Um, I do better with with uh, less carbs. She does a little bit better with more carbs. So what I do when I cook is I, I kind of make a base meal 
that works, you know, well for both of us if we kind of add our own things after that. So I'll usually add some extra olive oil or MCT oils in my meal, and she might add uh, some extra crackers or, or just something that, you know, can kind of go on top and fulfill the individual needs that each person has. Um, and then using targeted supplementation can be very helpful for getting specific nutrients uh, for, you know, one person versus another if they require it as well. Well, you've shared so much with us. Where can our listeners connect with you and work with you? Please let our listeners know how to do that. Sure. So um, my website is uh, david-cramps.com. I have a contact form on that site. People can uh, contact with me. Uh, contact me. I uh, offer a variety of different genetic testing that can help people understand what type of nutrition, uh, supplements to take, uh, things that are involved with sleep habits and exercise and detoxification as well. Um, so if anyone is interested in really discovering more about how their individual bodies work and what they can do to improve their health and move towards um, whatever it is that, you know, really they're passionate about in a way where they can fully show up. Because, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we all have something that we're able to offer to the world. And if we are in, uh, you know, poor health and we're depressed, depressed or anxious, we're, we're actually kind of robbing the world of what we can add to it. So, you know, I really love working with people that are passionate about what they do, and uh, I, I love helping people kind of get to that next level where they can show up and really uh, add their spark to the world. So if that's something that uh, you out there listening is interested in doing, uh, go to my website, uh, send me an email, and we'll do a free consultation and, and see if uh, I can offer you something that would be of value. Well, I'm excited that you're offering that, not just locally, but globally. And for today, we must wrap it up. To get your federally legal CBD products, visit AudreyKerger.com or email A6Wellness at gmail.com. We always love connecting with our listeners from across the world. You can download this and all High Unhealthy episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker and Spotify. You can also follow the show on social media by searching Audrey Kerger or A6 Wellness. We have to give our guest today a tremendous thank you. Uh, Mr. Krantz, it was wonderful chatting with you and learning so much today about our bodies and the way we function. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Audrey. I really appreciate what you're doing with the show, having conversations about cannabis informed conversations especially are so important right now and i really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk to your listeners about um kind of the next level of, of health that's out there and possible well thank you again and lastly thank you to my producer george for another great show until then awaken adjust aspire affirm and take action a6 wellness
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.